Hello and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, AI, and the latest in innovative and disruptive technology. I am thrilled today to bring you a special guest episode focused on NFT creator rights and digital ownership, all of the exciting trends and conversation going on in this space. If this piques your interest on this topic, I'd encourage you to go check out thehug.xyz, where we have tons of additional resources and education on everything. With that, I am so excited to introduce my incredible special guest for today, Alex Salnikov, the Chief Strategy Officer and co-founder of Rarible, a leading blue chip NFT company powering established and emerging brands and creators. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Randy. Thank you for inviting me over. I'm extremely excited to be here today. Such a pleasure to have you. Uh, let's jump right in. I'd love to hear about um, what got you excited about Web3 in the blockchain space. It's a great question. Um, I, 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 I'm born crypto, more or less. Uh, I never had a job outside of crypto. I discovered this space during my university years and I never left it. I've been building startups as a university student. And uh, what ex got me excited, I'm a computer science by background, computer science engineer by background. So when I just discovered this space, I was, oh my God, this is the money that is created by engineers and not economists. I read a Bitcoin white paper and I was totally sold. I was also uh, living in, growing up in, in Russia and in Russia, there is this more strict capital controls. And that was quite hard for me to accept money as, as a student that is trying to get a gig. And that was, uh, that was devastating to me. Like why in the modern world, when I'm born and raised in the internet, I should have any uh, issues with accepting money. So that, that basically hit two of my core soul pillars, uh, being able to earn money in the internet and accept it. And the fact that it's all die done by engineers, I was sold right away. I love it. So tell me about the, uh, the founding story of Rarible and uh, how, how that idea came and, and what you're working on now. There was a, quite a lead up to this idea. I spent uh, quite a good amount of time since 2012 until 2019 when we founded Rarible in the crypto space. So I understood it pretty well. And I think the overall theme in this space was that it is hard to use. It was always hard to use. It was always uh, had a high barrier for entry on, on the engineers and, and like tech savvy people were able to use that. And the, 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 the more we progressed with, with the space, the easier it became to use. And by the 2017, 2018 at the bear market, there was a feeling that it is not that hard anymore for the people to finally start using that for something that is not just super nerdy and, and tech like DeFi and whatever was the next thing that what would consumer want consumer would want something fun. We all love social networks. We all want to talk to people. We want something fun, something visual, something not just super technical. And, and that's how Rarible was born. We created a couple of NFTs. We traded them back and forth. 
And we felt like all these principles of sovereign ownership of your money can be applied to sovereign ownership of other things, sovereign ownership of your identity, sovereign ownership of the things you created, of items. So applying the same principles to something that is not uh, too nerdy was why we picked an NFTs. Uh, there was not much NFTs out there. That's why we started with the minting platform. You can create any NFTs and, and that escalated pretty quickly into what we currently have. Mm. Alex, I'd love, maybe you can uh, give us your thoughts on the current state of NFTs and, and kind of the current feeling around Web3 right now. Uh, this, this is very different if we would come from the outside perspective versus from inside perspective. Yeah. I know there has been this article in Rolling Stones, everybody was chatting about this, this NFTs are worthless. So from the outside, you can, uh, you can probably tell that, oh, it's that, right? There was a, the Aferia moment when all the digital creators were, were bragging about NFTs, everything was growing, everybody just, NFT was the word of a year in the dictionary, everything was NFTs, but now we don't fulfill the same level of expectations that and that was placed upon NFTs and that's why a lot of people are depressed, upset, dissatisfied. That's, that's the feeling from the outside. On the inside, I can feel that the real progress has been done tremendous. Uh, we hit the wall with the the fact that NFTs are expensive to create. At the peak of the bull run, it was $150 just to mint one NFT. That is nonsense. We hit a lot of uh, issues with this. So the, a lot of this is getting solved. Layer 2s are getting adopted. The wallets get simplified. The credit card on-ramps are getting easier. We have new mechanics. NFTs are becoming smarter. They become dynamic. You can wear some things on your NFTs. They have more utility. They give you access. So the real innovation curve is, is growing. And we are seeing tons of teams that are building new and cool innovative stuff. Brands are entering the space. They bring real IP that is valuable, that has been there for years into the space. So I would say that we're about to see the, the NFT summer in a year from now, when all of a sudden we would say, oh, how can we miss that? It's, it's everywhere again. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm, I'm excited for that as well. Um, talk to us a little bit about what's going on with royalties in the space. For, for anyone who's kind of new and, and doesn't understand uh, even what royalties are or why there's such a debate going on about it. Royalties was the core innovation of NFTs for the digital artists specifically. The fact that you can create art and it will be sold to the first owner and when the first owner sells it to the second owner in the traditional world, usually the artist doesn't get anything. In the NFTs, it was possible to get the percentage of the secondary sales flowing back to the artist and that got a lot of digital artists excited about the space that this is real innovation something that never was possible before in the real world and it is now possible with the web free now there was an issue that um the way the architecture of the blockchain works that this is not fully enforceable you the this royalties 
are paid by the marketplaces where the secondary sales happens because um, in these marketplaces, they need to respect royalties. Basically, it's up to the marketplace choice whether they want to pay royalties or don't want to pay royalties. There can be technical tricks uh, and we don't want to get too much into the weeds that would uh, that would give creators more power for example to block some of the marketplaces from being able to trade if they don't respect royalties or uh, sev several blockchains incorporated that into the whole chain logic that the royalties needs to be paid but anyway on the most popular chain on ethereum the current state of the of the things is that you cannot enforce and the marketplaces are choosing and this led to the free rider problem that uh, one marketplace decided that they are not going to respect royalties and they started to get the market share another marketplace joined them and they started to get market share from the people that respect royalties and now uh, half of the marketplaces i would say most of the marketplaces do not respect royalties there was a bright moment in time when the most of the important marketplaces there was an equilibrium that the important marketplaces did enforce royalties but then all of a sudden one of the marketplaces of well, the important ones uh, OpenSea, decided that they're going to stop enforce royalties and the equilibrium was uh, tilted again currently we don't have an equilibrium and we're again at the state when the other marketplaces are going to drop royalties or not nobody knows what's going to happen with royalties and that's a huge debate very important for this space uh, well we're uh, i know i'm personally really proud and, and happy with where you and, and rareable have, have netted out with this and uh, uh thankful for your commitment to artists and creators and speaking of of artists and creators uh now this is one of my favorite moments in the show where we get to do a special mentorship segment and an emerging artist gets to come on the show and ask you a question, Alex. So I'm delighted to welcome Cam Murdoch, multi-expressional artist and founder of Future Surf Radio. Cam, tell us a little bit about yourself and your art and then uh, feel free to uh, ask away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Randy, for having me. Uh, Alex, it's a pleasure to be here with you and hearing you talk just as a human being, somebody that I have so much respect for uh, with your stance on royalties as well. Um, I'm a musician and visual artist primarily. Uh, I ventured into the Web3 space late 2021. And since then, it's just been, I like to describe it as like the best nonstop conference I've ever been to. Um, I've met some of the most uh, innovative people and just the smartest people in this past year and some change. So um, everything that I do is, is creative, as a creative is stemming from um, my upbringing in coastal Virginia and trying to help more people see the world uh, and kind of be a portal through my art for people to connect with new experiences that they just can't put their hands on or uh, find accessible to them like IRL. Um, the technology that you're largely a part of helping push forward has been the best tool for bringing the world closer together. And uh, my question for you as someone who has seen probably some of the most amazingly innovative pieces, what is the most surprising or unconventional piece of art that has been minted on Rarible to date, in your opinion? And what does that reveal about the platform's creative potential? Love this question. 
love this question as well. And thank you so much for your kind words. I think the most unconventional piece that was minted in Variable is actually related to royalties. We were one, maybe we're still the only platform that allows you to pick the custom royalties when you create your art. You can choose anything from zero to 100% royalties. And there's a very, very innovative creator, Puck. He did a thousand ETH sales on Rarible. He did a lot of experiments. He did, uh, not with us, uh, he did multiple experiments with different platforms. He was doing merge NFTs that can merge together and become a bigger NFTs. He's been doing NFTs that are an empty pixel saying that this NFT does not exist. So with us, he did this experiment of, he created an NFT that had 100% royalties set for it. What it means that whenever you resell this NFT, the whole amount of money from the person who sells gets back to him. And the NFT was called an NFT, but he had another uh, another way of uh, pronouncing what what this stands for it in in his work it standard for not for trade which means that it doesn't make sense to trade this nfts because all the money would come to him this was an amazing piece of art it was bought for several hundred thousand dollars worth of pieces it was an addition of multiple uh, it was multiple edition drop many people were able to participate I was blown away. I think that's the most unconventional one. Awesome. Such a great question. Um, Cam, where can people go to find you and, and connect more with you and your art? Um, I am on every social media platform imaginable as Cam Murdoch Music. Um, and thank you, Alex, for that, that answer. That is a brilliant use case for the technology and also just amazing commentary on where we are as an art space, both digitally and, and otherwise. So thank you. Amazing. Thanks so much for that incredible question. Uh, if you're interested in asking a question, getting mentored live in the future, make sure you're following Hug across social media. All right, Alex, uh, coming back to you and for... Uh, for anyone who is just joining us, I'm delighted to be here in the Crypto Cafe with Alex Salnikov, who is the Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder of Rarible. Uh, so, Alex, what to you, what are the major obstacles that are slowing down mainstream adoption? Like, what, what do you think needs to be done to get the world to catch up to the vision that you have? That's a great question. I've been thinking a lot about this. And of course, the number one thing for the mainstream adoption is the onboarding experience there. Mm -hmm. Whenever you want to buy your first NFT, you need to jump a lot of hoops. You need to download the wallet. And already this wallet has another UX that's slightly non-conventional to what we got used to, you need to remember some words that might be that might be hard for people. Once you get it, it's easy, but still. And then you need to top up your wallet. And luckily, we have credit card on ramps that are doing more easiness. And still, there is a lot of things to work on. There is an amazing initiative from many developers called Account Abstraction, which massively 
improves the UX of wallets. It makes the wallets much more smart. Uh, you can do the social recovery with this account abstraction and, and a lot of different things. And layer twos, the adoption of layer twos needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And the difficult part in this is because the core promise of that brief was that it is interoperable, you can use the same thing across many different platforms. That means that whenever the new technology comes up, it, all the market participants needs to adopt the, this technology in order for it to become usable. And this is what takes most of the time. Account abstraction exists, but we need all top 100 wallets to adopt it. Layer 2 exists, we need top 100 dApps to adopt this. This is, takes time. That's one, adoption of new technologies. And second is, uh, we'll be frank, NFTs doesn't have the best branding today. People think NFTs are something, they got burned. So mm, we need to reestablish ourselves. We need to fulfill the promises that we did. Maybe we need to rebrand. We use a lot of words, Web3 experiences, Web3, Web, just Web3 instead of NFTs, or some of the artists I see now using, I make art, I make digital art, I don't make NFTs. I, I make digital collectibles, I don't make NFTs, mm -hmm. right? So. In general, the the space needs regulatory clarity and self policing on 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 just being more more ethical and honest uh, and and deliver the expectations. That's that's a big issue. Mm. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. Um, and uh, I'm also just very curious about the shift in art and how people are viewing art. Um, uh, historically, this has been an industry with a lot of gatekeepers. There's art critics, there's curators, there's galleries. It's like a whole industry of, of middlemen. Um, so what is your vision uh, for how Rarible will disrupt that or just your vision in general for Web3 and the art world? That's a great question. My, I'm not that deep into the art market from the point of view that i have it feels like this market is fairly efficient so what we saw happening in the nft at first there was a lot of euphoria of we're going to disrupt this we're going to remove all middlemen and the artists would sell directly to the creators to to the collectors and that happened so um, what we saw happening next is that artists are saying oh it is actually quite hard to connect with collectors we need a curator that would highlight that our art is is better is more on point is uh, and would collect us to the creators so we still have the middlemen to appear back mm -hmm. on the market although i would still call this disruption because we allow to reestablish this is because the traditional art market was established, I'm pretty sure that these curators and galleries in the first place appeared in the traditional art market in the same way because there was need for this. But then over time, they, they, they became gatekeepers because of the, just because they could, because of their position. Now we're just allowed to recreate the same process with a little bit more open way. There is a lot of creators, there is a lot of galleries, there is less barriers. You can even do this directly with yourself. So we're disrupting by just redoing the same process over again and making it a better one. But it's not that easy that, oh, these people don't need to exist. They're just gatekeepers. They're there for a reason. 
for sure. Alex, uh, anything else that's capturing your attention or your interest in, in Web3 that you're paying special attention to in our final minutes together? I want to remind everyone why we're here. I feel like many people in Web3 are forgetting that because they got, got used to interoperability, to self-sovereignty, there is a lot of core values that brought us to the space that are still there. They're still amazing. It's still great to connect your wallet to any DApp and see the same assets. It's still great to exchange, to change your wallet to another wallet if you're just, if you don't like this one. So you are the true owner of things in Web3 and we need to keep these values into, and create the new generation of applications that are easier to use that are much more accessible for the mainstream user without losing these values. Somehow, over time, we're four years in the space and the NFT, that's two lifetimes. I keep seeing that people who don't respect these royalties keep failing in, in, in this game. So let's keep these values and develop the new generation of apps and bring crypto mainstream. We can do it. I love it. What a powerful way to end. Alex, where can people go to keep up with you and uh, learn everything that you're doing at Rarible? Twitter.com, x.com now, slash insider0x is my personal Twitter. x.com slash Rarible. It's the company account. Please follow us. All the updates are there. My DMs are open. Hit me DM. I would love to chat with you guys. Love it. Alex, thank you so much. Uh, so many great insights today about art, about creator royalties, about where Web3 and NFTs are going. Uh, thanks for for really inspiring me and, and everyone so much. And thanks so much to Cam for joining us uh, with such a great question and, and insight in, in the art and Web3 world. You're listening to The Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. That was Alex Salnikov, the Chief Strategy Officer and co-founder of Rarible. If you want to learn more about the NFT community, uh, definitely check out everything that's going on at Rarible. Also, uh, subscribe to Creator Royalties, our weekly newsletter about everything disruptive and exciting happening in the creator space. Tune in this week for a brand new episode of Crypto Cafe, where we talk with leading experts and all things on the cutting edge of disruptive and innovative technology. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Talk to you next week.